0: You're listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is The List, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, the Springfield Republicans' Ron Chamillis and Greenfield Recorder columnist, Chris Collins. Thanks to both of you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We're going to try to cover a lot today. Hamden District Attorney Anthony Galuni will not pursue charges against police officers accused of beating four men outside a bar in Springfield. Galuni says there was clear evidence of the April 2015 assault, but he could not prove the officers committed it. Mass Lives, Dan Glahn says, Galuni told him that he's frustrated. Here's Glahn. None of the, after the officers who were identified as being at the bar about an hour before the assault
1: agreed to talk to any investigators. They all exercise their Fifth Amendment rights.
0: Chris, Glon reports that the officers could be disciplined internally by the police department, but when the cops pleaded the Fifth, did that set the stage for public skepticism? How bad does this look?
1: Well, whenever you plead the Fifth, I think there is a certain amount of skepticism that comes along with that, and at least in the public's mind. But Glahn, he's not stupid. He's not going to bring criminal charges against guys if he hasn't got the evidence. I think that this is probably something that the internal affairs or the Springfield labor commission will have to deal with.
0: Ron, the reporting from Mass Live suggests several screw-ups in this investigation including no one requesting the video footage from the bar until way after it was routinely deleted.
2: What's your take on this? My take is that it's a black eye on the Springfield Police Department. Uh as Chris mentioned, when you take the fifth there is, you know, Things left unsaid. Galuni is obviously very frustrated because he knows justice is not being served. The legal requirements might be, but there is no justice in this, and that might not happen until some civil complaint comes to, to bear. There's a lot of questions as to whether the Springfield police can administer and hold themselves accountable. Can they answer to the same laws that the rest of us do? That does not seem to be the case here. All right. Well, speaking of laws,
0: President Trump's executive order last Friday temporarily banned travel, For many immigrants from seven countries and all refugees, this led to a whole lot of public outcry and legal action. Some students from Massachusetts were affected. We reported on one graduate student who was held up because he went back to Iran to get married Ron, the president has justified this on grounds of national security. How is this playing out in the Springfield area?
2: Well, I don't think people are very happy throughout Springfield, throughout Massachusetts. And and one thing these individual stories of individual cases do is put human faces to this. It's very easy and too easy to talk in generalities about an ethnic group, a country, uh, a form of politics. But these stories that we hear about people individually being held up when they've done nothing wrong – it does humanize this whole case and this whole issue, and I think that's one reason why people are so upset. Chris, what about your readers in Franklin County, Trump supporters and non-supporters? What are you hearing?
1: Well, I don't get a lot of mail from uh, Trump supporters because there aren't that—I don't think there are that many in Franklin County. There's probably more in the central part of the, of the county, but um, this isn't something that that I, a lot of people in Franklin County, I don't think, are at least talking about to me. But I can tell you that. Um, what I read online and social media, people are very concerned about this. And, you know, Gron's right. The individual stories put a face on this, but this president was not elected on individual stories. He was elected on broad generalities. So I think a lot of Trump voters, I believe a lot of Trump voters, are seeing what's happening and they're reading those stories and not liking what they're seeing. This is not what they signed up for when they voted for this guy.
2: Do you really think that's true, Ron? Well, if they didn't sign up for this, they have themselves to blame because he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. That's why his supporters are saying he's fulfilling his promises and we're not used to that. If Trump supporters thought they were getting something different, they had no reason to feel that way. But I do agree with Chris. I think a lot of them are surprised he's actually trying to build the wall. He's actually trying to put this immigration ban into effect. They thought he would change once he got into office. Why they felt that way, I don't know. But what about the local ramifications? We're talking about national politics. It's obviously
0: big and broad and does affect us locally. But how do you think about this, and how do you cover it locally?
2: Well, it's it's challenging in a lot of ways because you're dealing with a public that really doesn't want to have a dialogue. Everybody is kind of hunkering down into their own corner of the political room, and that's very uncomfortable for me. I've always liked the fact that we can have dialogue. Massachusetts is very different because we're a very blue state, and the type of debate we're having here for this now may not be reflected across the country. Frankly, there's much more support for Trump across the country than what we hear here.
0: What do you think?
1: I agree completely, and I also think, especially the part about the civility factor, and it just seems like you know, it's. I don't want. I don't like to use the word civil war. But I think verbally and emotionally, I think that you you can't have a conversation with regular people about this. They're either really passionate on one side or really passionate on the other, and it it is uncomfortable.
0: Let's turn to a contentious, perhaps-but-not-as-serious news story, soup. Super Bowl Sunday.
2: Where to begin, Ron? You're going to be wearing a Patriots jersey for the game? No, but first (laughs) of all, let me tell you this. If you think this is not serious, you haven't talked to football fans. Uh, I'm not going to try to masquerade as a passionate NFL or Patriots fan. I will watch the game, and I will root for the Patriots. My friends are Patriots fans, and I have no love for the Atlanta Falcons, so I will root for them, but uh, not probably as passionately as many others. Chris, as you know, even a few diehard Patriots fans are chagrined that
0: Brady, Belichick, and Kraft are buddy-buddy with President Trump. Some are less enthusiastically supporting the team because of it. You got any gripes about this? No.
1: I Look, if if you are that hip-deep in politics that it affects your love of the NFL or the Super Bowl, uh, you're, you're beyond helping at that point. I, that's my feeling. The only thing I'll say about that game is the Falcons offense scares me. That's the only thing. But I think the Patriots win.
0: So no Patriots jersey and what is what is your gripe
2: with the Atlanta I don't like them. I don't like any team like like that plays indoors in warm weather. We have to live in this slop up in New England. I root for teams that play here. I'm with the Patriots.
0: What about this business of the relationship with Trump, if you want to call it that? Well,
2: I'm, I'm with Chris. Uh, let's watch a football game. Brady and Belichick and Kraft, they're not pushing their politics on us. Reporters, media keep asking them questions that have nothing to do with the game. It's not that I don't care what they think. I just don't care much. I don't care enough to change my view of the game. All right. And, and by the way, we, we want to end this with, you want to give a prediction? I predict the Patriots will win a high-scoring game, close game.
1: Really? Yeah, game. I'm going to say Patriots probably 45 to 30.
2: Nice. Chris Collins, columnist
0: for the Greenfield Recorder and the Springfield Republicans, Ron Shamilis. Thanks to both of you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning into The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. You can catch this segment anytime by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or by going to nepr.net slash podcasts. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is New England Public Radio.